Welcome to this week's Wrestle This podcast. Um, this is a weekly wrestling podcast with Rich Montalvo and the two-time Wrestle This champion, uh, the Empress of Belts, Miss Honey in the Bank herself, Heather Montalvo. Yay! Yep, we have her back for another week. Uh, this week, we're it was kind of slow uh, overall on the WWE front when it came to just the main roster stuff. Uh, it was just the results of Money in the Bank and kind of seeing if there was any build-up towards uh, the, the Super Showdown, which it didn't really seem. So uh, what we will be doing this week is kind of focusing on... What happened over in uh, the Young Upstarts corner with uh, AEW? And uh, let's start with that. So what were your kind of general thoughts on the show? Oh, so double or nothing. Yeah, um, I really enjoyed it. I mean, I, I had a few notes that I made that's basically kind of like constructive criticism um, for them is like one, I think they need to work on the announcing. I don't think the announcing was great there. Uh, some of their costumes were a little, I think, who was it? Nyla Rose. Yeah. She kind of had a costume that looked like, I don't know what was happening there. It, it was just bizarre beyond all get out. Um, and then there were a couple, like, it, the camera work was good, but I mentioned this to you, Richard. I'm not sure if you caught it but like when they were looking at like the main stage it was kind of like going wonky like I felt like I was getting seasick <laughs> looking at it but other than that you know like there are some great matches that showcased a lot of people um what did you think personally I I thought the show was amazing I, I had very few like you said it was that small nitpicking stuff but this is the first time in this is their like Granted, yes, there there was the first show when it came to uh, uh, Double or Nothing. Oh, I'm not sure. I'm oh, sorry. All In. All In, yeah. yeah. Uh, but it was a fantastic show. There were so many great matches that um, kind of, it showed you what different, how their show would differ from the WWE. Uh, the matches specifically that stood out to me, uh, one of the my favorite shows, uh, matches of the night would be the Young Bucks versus the Lucha Brothers. Mm -hmm. uh, that match was so hard hitting. It was just filled with so many just spots that were. I think we both were just kind of amazed, and they would just be whoa! Like there was no talking involved. It was just each of us just kind of exclaiming something random. Specifically that uh, that Canadian destroyer part where uh, the first one was done on the side of the the apron, and then there was the one on the in the inside of the ring and. Both of them back-to-back. -back. It was just very intense match. Uh, another one would be the, the Kenny Omega versus Jericho match. Um, it was a very another hard-hitting match, another kind of brawl, just like uh, Jericho's been doing. Um, you did see some of uh, Kenny's kind of just amazing talent, but for the most part, this was a match for Jericho, and it was uh, to Jericho's style, and it kind of fed into that. Um, also, the the brothers match uh, between Cody Rhodes and Dustin Rhodes. That was super bloody. Yeah, yeah, it was bloody, at, but at the same time, it was there was a story there. There was an arc to it. It wasn't just a light tube match. It wasn't a hardcore match. This was happened to get bloody in the beginning and just stayed bloody. Uh, someone put it um, on one of the wrestling sites as 
uh, the two of them painting a canvas with the brother's blood or something like that. And it was like, yeah, mm-hmm. it was. It was a just rough match, but it did show off a lot of what um, you don't really see with the two of them when it came to their career in uh, the WWE. It was fantastic to see two brothers up there and kind of putting their all. Uh, but overall, it was a fantastic show. Um, this is just the beginning of it all. I'm excited to see where this goes. And yes, there, there's small nitpicky things, but overall, these guys put on a heck of a production and they're already talking about, uh, uh, what was that other, their next one coming up? Oh, Fighter Fest? There's Fighter Fest, yeah. And then, and then there's another one, I forgot the name of it. It's not All oh, all Out, I believe is the name of it. Uh, but I'm just excited, especially with the way the show ended with, uh... Chad Moxley? Yes. Uh, Mr. Moxley himself, Dean Ambrose, if you don't know, uh, that he has now shown up on AEW. It's not an exclusive contract, at least not until the TV show is up. So he has a chance to go all over the world to wherever he wants to and hold the kind of fights he wants to. And if you just look at what he showed, uh, that night... It's going to be hardcore. It's going to be him kind of, I don't know, back to the the kind of meat and potatoes of what he was as a character, which was just a brawler. So I'm excited to see um, Moxley just embrace anything and everything he wants within uh, his character. Give him the freedom, especially after uh, hearing his kind of side of the story in the, the, the Jericho podcast that happened earlier this week. It sounds like he was conflicted while in the WWE and he is finally free and I'm excited to see what that freedom actually brings to him overall. Uh, Anything else you'd like to add about the show? No, no. I think you touched on um, all of it. Some great matches, some matches that I think can carry out into like full storylines. And then again, yeah, John Moxley coming out at the end was kind of setting it up for the next one. Yeah, definitely. Uh, So next up, we have, since the game went over so well last show, we'll be doing another uh, short game. Uh, This time around, it's going to be Grapple or Crapple. Uh, So one of the, some of these will be actual moves in wrestling, and other ones will be ones that I made up myself, and Heather will have to be doing the guessing. I've not told her any of these or kind of where I'm taking them from, but uh, let's uh, go. (laughs) Okay. Um, so the first one is Tope con Hilo. Mm, grapple. Yes. And this is a real move. It's a top rope kind of dive with a flip. Okay. Um, the next one is the Master Lock. Crapple. Nope. This is actually a real move. Uh, there's some guy with the last name Masterson, and this was his submission uh, move. That he had. Uh, next up is the exploding neckbreaker. Grapple. Nope. This is a made-up one <laughs> by myself. Um, it is an exploding. Uh, the suplex is a, a couple exploding type moves, but uh, oh, so you know the one that you made up <laughs> in case anyone wants to use it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, next up, we have the burning hammer. Grapple. Nope, that is a real move. It's one of the one of my favorite moves. It is kind of a uh, maybe a fisherman's hold that that it's just a rough move that is a slam onto a almost a shoulder and everything. But it's a devastating move, and I'm glad you got that one wrong. <laughs> um, next up 
is a back thruster with a spinning pile driver. Grapple. Grapple. No, I'm no. terrible at this game. <laughs> Maybe I'm just really good grapple? at... grapple? Yes. Okay. Um, at least the back thruster part is. <laughs> Definitely. I don't know what a back thruster is, but... If anyone could write in with uh, what they what their suggestions are, please do so. Uh, next up is a spiked lumberjack. Grapple. That is a crapple. <laughs> um, there's no such thing as a lumberjack, and I don't know what would happen if he was spiked at the same time. Um, next up is sliced bread. Grapple. Yes, it is. She had to look deep into my eyes, just so you guys know, to uh, to see if I was lying or not with that one. Uh, next up is the Alabama Slammer. Grapple. Yes, it is. That is a real kind of rough-looking move where uh, they kind of get them on their shoulders and just kind of swing them forward and just let them slam where they lay. Uh, next up is the cross-face dragonfly suplex. Crapple. Yes, it is. It's a very long name and... Kind of give it away. Uh, last one is the Fallen Angel Pile Driver. Grapple. What was that? Grap. Grapple. No. Grapple. Grapple with a C. Yep. <laughs> um, this is a just made up move. I kind of used well, the it, pile but... driver portion, isn't it? Yeah, and that's a real thing, but a Fallen Angel one isn't. Uh, so let's see how many you got right. Four. So, yes, you got four. Out of what? Out of ten right. Terrible. 40%. That's like, what, a D? <laughs> That's a fail. Well, yeah. You tried. Like hard. But that was I fun. Tried. It was hard, though. Yeah. There, there's a lot of... There's a lot of, like, adjectives that you throw together and it sounds like a wrestling move. Mm -hmm. and, like, crouching, Well, that master floor. lock, I'm like, that's too easy. You made that up. Well, yeah, that's what I try to do is try to find um, those kind of moves that just sound ridiculous enough to, to maybe sound fake. And it seems like it worked. Uh, that was fun. I, <laughs> I enjoyed it. Uh, I look forward to uh, playing that again. Um, so next up, we'll be talking about TakeOver. Uh, kind of our 25. yes takeover 25 um takeover for us tend to be the shows that we look forward to most they are the most predictable when it comes to the quality side of things not what happens exactly but we know these folks are going to be putting their all their even if it's folks that we're not fans of they're still going to put their all when it comes to just going out there um any thoughts you have on the show overall Oh yeah, I mean it didn't disappoint. It was uh, it was a great show. I always look forward to uh, the NXT um, takeovers. Um, a lot of really really strong matches. It was just weird that it didn't feel like there was a lot of build up for it because it wasn't in combination with another WWE pay per view. So at first I'm like, oh, what's this gonna be? And then I saw like all the matches. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm excited for this now. Yeah. Um, so let's get into it. Uh, the first match uh, I'd like to talk about is Riddle versus Strong. Um, it was 
another show for Riddle to kind of show off what he can do um, strong. It felt like he was just there to kind of just take the blows from Riddle and, and kind of just get beat up throughout. But it was a rough match. It was both of them putting on a great effort. Um, I felt it was a little sloppy to begin with. Once they hit their stride, it was very smooth going. It was the two of them just striking really hard. That's what it, I kind of saw throughout the whole match was just a lot of just hits to the face, hits to the chest, and um, just each of them just hitting their spots, like I said, once they warmed up. It was a little rough to begin with. I'm not sure if it's still um, Riddle trying to get his feel in the ring, but overall, it, it was a fairly good match, and it was a great way to start the show off. What are your thoughts? Yeah, you know, I, I kind of feel a little bit of the opposite. I felt like Riddle took the majority of the hits, you know, for... Um, for strong, even though he did end up winning in the end, I felt like he went through a ton. He took like a lot of backbreakers. Like it, it, he looked like he would have been hurting at the end of it. But overall, he, he had some great moves and he pulled it out in the end to win. Yeah. So I was happy. We didn't really pick people this time, but I I like Matt Riddle, so I was excited to see him get the win. Yeah, definitely. Uh, next up, we had our tag team ladder match. And I know, Rich and I, this is one that we were really excited about. We're like, ladder match! Yeah, because ladder matches are always great. And this was for um, the tag team titles as well. So it was a very similar, like, money in the bank type of match. Uh, I thought it was a great match. The Street Profits ended up winning. Um, they were kind of like my favorite. They kind of had like a that part with Jackson Riker coming out in the in the middle. I felt like I don't know if it was really needed. I mean, it, it was okay. I, I guess people don't like him, so they wanted to see him get beat up on. Um, I was only that part where Montez Ford took a leapfrog towards him and then barely got caught. <laughs> was kind of scary. I um, forgot about that. Yeah, that was a rough spot that had us both kind of cringing and worried that uh, the gentleman involved basically almost like almost killed himself kind of like it, it, it's a rough move to begin with. And to see someone not make almost any effort to catch him, that seemed a little like bogue, a little, I don't know. Hopefully it was, it was like, what was he thinking? Was yeah, exactly. But thankfully uh, they, they were safe, but uh yeah, it was a it was a good, a good match. Mm -hmm. It was enjoyable. I would say by comparison to the Money in the Bank match, it was something that we just saw, so it was definitely on kind of fresh in my head. Mm -hmm. And by comparison, Money in the Bank was way more. There was a lot more involved when it came to uh, the ladders themselves, kind of jumping onto mm -hmm. them, hitting into them. It was a lot more rough of the match what I expect the ladder match to be. Where this one was a match that had ladders involved where and it was just barely kind of involved they were they were just there for the most part not saying that this was a team match in any way shape or form but i, I did when it came down to it i preferred the the money in the bank uh, match over this but overall it, it was great it was a lot of them putting effort kyle and uh fish they were kind of there to begin like towards the beginning of the match they were just heavily 
there was a lot of moves that had them clearing out that ring and them almost winning it. It felt like, oh, it's going to be undisputed error. And I was glad that it shifted over to the Street Profits because it it's good to have new blood in there. And I think the two of them have a gimmick that is pretty much made for the main roster. You see a bunch of people with those solo cups kind of in the mood, ready to just have some fun as opposed to a lot of the the thuggish other folks that are like a lot of grimming going to the ring. There's a lot of tag teams right now that that that's all their gimmick is is like the Forgotten Sons. That that's all it is is a grimace. That's their gimmick is, yeah. yeah. I, I, I'm excited to see a little more lightheartedness and when they need to, they they can get down and and get to fighting. But I don't know. I'm looking to have some fun with uh, the Street Profits. So uh, after that match. We have Velveteen Dream versus Tyler Breeze. Uh, Tyler has been announced as being another full-time person down at NXT now. Oh, I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, he is now on the roster, and he'll be doing probably regular matches like this. Um, I'm sure he has a lot to show the folks down there, um, uh, specifically the, the other wrestlers, kind of walking through through things. He has a lot of experience when it comes to being on that main roster. And I think this is something different to show him off. And if anything, this match showed what we can expect, which is just an actual wrestler there. It's not a joke. It's not a, um, him with the fashion police and everything. There was rarely any wrestling. It was just jokes and that's it. But now when it came to him, you can see why he was at the top of NXT when he was down in NXT. And I'm excited to see what is forward for him. But specifically this match, the two of them together, they, they were great. Velveteen and um, Tyler Breeze, they, they, they're kind of two sides of the same coin. Both of them are very pretty men, uh, kind of out there to entice the crowd and entice you to, to love them more and to adore them. And the two of them put on a really great match, um, hard-hitting, um, just like all of these matches were. Um, but it, it was fun to see the two of them. Uh, what do you think about uh, Yeah, you know, match? I didn't know that Breeze had been signed for full-time with NXT. I thought it was kind of like a weird matchup. Like, oh, this guy's not even, like, full-time. Why is he, he coming back? But, you know, you're right. It was a good match. It was a good match to see Tyler... Um, with Dream and show showcase his talents because all we saw before was you right like jokes like stuff in like the locker room happening and like yeah that stuff was fun but it didn't even, it didn't really like show how 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 he was as a wrestler or how he is as a wrestler um so I thought it was a great match I love Dream's Dream Valley Driver yeah. <laughs> that happened a, a bunch of times to help him pick up the win there. I thought this selfie at the end was like a little, little cutesy weird, but we'll, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. All right. Uh, next up was Shayna Baszler and Io Shirai. And I was, I was rooting for Io to win so bad. I really did. I Same. just want like Shayna to like, it, it's been enough time, you know, with her as being a champion and, that ending, that ending was always like hard for me to watch with her putting into putting Eo into the sleeper and just like Eo trying to get out of it. It, it lasted probably longer than I would want to see. Um, but then and then, you know, you know, she lost, but Eo kind of got out, got the last word out when she took out those kendo sticks and started going after her. So I'm kind of thinking that we won't see the 
or not seen the end of EO just yet in that little um, feud. Yeah, I would say uh, the best part of the match was the end of the match. Um, personally, it, it was another Shayna match of her being dominant over someone who has so much talent and deserves the limelight just as much as her. But because it's up to Shayna to look dominant, she didn't lose. It was it didn't seem fair. But like you talked about, that end part of EO kind of showing this almost bloodthirsty side of her where she was yelling and hitting them with those and hitting all three of them hard it looked like they looked like she wasn't pulling any punches and she was kind of taking all her aggression out on all three of those gals and i'm hoping this does lead to another match where it is maybe a a weapons match a uh, um no disqualifications or something like that where um it's just a brawl like it, you can see a side of Io where she, because she's a high flyer, she she seems like a a luchadora in a lot of ways. But I I do like seeing people change up when they're put in situations that are a little different to what they're normally used to. Just like with Jericho, he he's a cruiserweight through and through. But that brawler side that he showed in New Japan and in, at that AEW uh, event is a great refreshing way to look at him and, and I think it could revitalize um, what could be a boring match between Shayna and Io if they did it again so um, anyways it, it was a fairly good match but overall it, it was my favorite thing that went on uh, for the night uh, next up we have Cole versus Gargano uh, this was a just I hate to say it again but hard hitting match it was a lot of neck breakers a lot of just putting each other through kind of uh, everything they, they can possibly throw at the other guy. Um, it was, to be honest with you, a lot of the same. Like Gargano, I've seen the best he can kind of throw. And this was more of that. Um, I was glad to see Adam Cole go over. I'm a big fan of the Undisputed Era. I was hoping that all of them would win their matches, but it was great to at least see Adam kind of dominate his match and um yes they, they they put each other through a lot but there was nothing that stood out to me that was anything super different than anything i've seen before but uh what do you think yeah i i feel the same way i mean it was, it was a great match um but again i didn't see anything like super spectacular i was happy to see um adam cole get the championship and you know we did see um Tommaso Ciampa in the oh, pre-show yeah. you know yeah. and he said that he's doing better he's on the mend and he can be expected back soon so you know we will probably see him making making a come for Adam Cole yeah, so I guess that, I think that's something to look forward to yeah um that's pretty much it and we do have the super showdown uh coming up next week um but truth be told, there hasn't been much of a build-up to the show. We've talked about it in the past. It's just been a few matches thrown together just to kind of please whomever, whether it's WWE not really caring about the show itself, or there just seems to be not much effort when it comes to it. And uh, something that you've been talking about quite a few times, which is they keep on comparing it to WrestleMania. This is a an event on par, if not better, than WrestleMania itself. It's so annoying that they're saying that, you know, just for, like, 
it, everyone knows it's not WrestleMania. The matches are not WrestleMania-like. And I think it's kind of um, offensive to the ladies who can't be in Super Showdown to advertise it as better than WrestleMania. Like, so that's kind of been my big beef with uh, it. Yeah, I, I'd say that that'd be doubly true for the main event we had this year at WrestleMania. If anything, this show's half as good as WrestleMania because it's missing half of the roster. When they say it's superstars, when they made that focus of it not being divas and the superstars of it being... if this is a show for the superstars every single superstar should be available to do it and unfortunately no we have a roster that's split down the middle where the women have to stay home and not show up i believe they're probably doing the same deal they did last year which is the gals do get a cut of the money um almost as if they were doing the show but that's not enough um this is a a very weird and i'm sorry to bring this up once again but it's a very weird situation that they put themselves in the middle of when it comes to having all this focus on women having the main event wrestlemania and then double talk into keeping this money from a place where their women aren't welcome to perform these women have put their all day in and day out as much as those men and if not more they deal with a lot more when it comes to that online hate, when it comes to just being hit on all sides, on them showing too much cleavage in their own Instagram photos or some BS like that, it's just not right. They they have every right to be up there um, with the guys. But uh, it, it is happening next week. Um, on Friday. So yeah. it's not like we're taking the day off work to watch it or anything. <laughs> Uh, do you have any thoughts about the show in general and any kind of uh, matches that do stand out? Not really. I was looking through the matches. I thought some of them sounded a little weird. One of them is Lars and the Lucha House Party. Like, I, like it, it's a handicap match. I just feel like, like that. Just came, did they draw these out of the hat? Like, it, like Seth and Baron. I mean, Kofi and Dolph. Like some of these people, they're they're good superstars, but just. Who they're who they're matching against, it just doesn't really make make any sense. Um, so that's why I'm not. I don't think we're super excited about it because there's no storyline. We can't even watch it live, and you know, again, the whole like how they're selling it and lead, me personally, I can't really get behind it. Yeah, um, looks like the only folks that win this are the Saudi Sports Authority and. Uh, the bank account for WWE. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, uh, that's it for uh, this week's Wrestle This podcast. Uh, thanks again for listening. As always, you can catch us on Wrestle This 2 on Twitter, Wrestle This podcast on Facebook, and WrestleThisPodcast.com online. Uh, thanks, and you have a fantastic week. Bye.